Good evening. Are you excited about what God's doing? Is the anointing of God on your lives? Is the anointing of God on your lives? Because if it isn't, it needs to be. Because without the anointing of God, you can do nothing. It's just words. You know that, don't you? Anyway, I'm going to... Um, <clears throat> you know, I was praying and, and I, I ran across something that Napoleon said this about China. Shh, don't wake her up, she's a sleeping giant. Napoleon said that about China. And that giant is waking up. But you know what Satan's saying to the church in this Western culture? Shh, don't wake her up, she's a sleeping giant. I said, that's what Satan's saying to the church that has been given all power and dominion and reign over Satan who's been put a footstool under the feet of Jesus Christ, who puts them a footstool under our feet. He's saying, shh, don't wake the church up. She's asleep. You wonder why we don't have revival in our church today? Think about it. What are we doing as a church? We just come in, we get fed, we get more and more and more and more. What are we doing? We go out these doors. The Bible says all power and authority has been given you to change this world. In fact, you don't even need to have enticing words, and that's my scripture. <clears throat> oh, i got to put glasses on a little bit. It's in 1 Corinthians 2.4. It's not my speech, my preaching, nor my enticing words, but it's the, man, it's the uh, wisdom by demonstrating power of the Holy Ghost. You know... <clears throat> In Acts 1.8, it says you will receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Power, dynamite, dunamis power when the Holy Ghost. But we have heard the scripture, we have heard it, and we've heard it and heard it as Pentecostals. But what have we done with it? That's the key. What have we done with the most powerful weapon that's ever been given to mankind, the most creative energy that's ever been placed in man's hands or woman or child? We've been given the most powerful tool to change our world that's ever been given to mankind when Jesus Christ died and rose again on that cross. The most powerful weapon that's ever been created, and we've allowed Satan. We're going to go to heaven, and we're going to say, puny you caused all this problem, and we allowed it? That's what we're going to say. And we allowed it. Because we didn't know who we are in Christ Jesus. See, sometimes we think we've got to have words. See, Satan... Puts all these things in our mind. We're so busy with things that don't matter, like water. Yes, that's good, David. Thank you. <clears throat> it's my son, David. <clears throat> my youngest son. <laughs> anyway, you know, God has given us so much. Sometimes I stopped today and I was preparing this message and I thought, oh my goodness gracious, God. Why aren't we having revival? I kept asking God this, and I started crying. I said, oh, God, forgive me. You have empowered me with this power from on high that is the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. I thought about that, and I pondered on it in my heart, and I pondered on it. What do we do, Father? He said, I gave you this to demonstrate my glory and power to the unbeliever. I says, okay, God, now I understand what true revival is. We need to get that 
power within our hearts and get it set fast like concrete in our feet so that we go out there and change the environment around us. Because right now we're just using words. We're not using the demonstrating power of God. When Ananias and Sapphira in the book of Acts, when they, were to, when they were cut off because they had a little lie in the body of Christ, they were supposed to give some money. And they held back a little bit. The husband came in and just lied a little bit. Just a little lie. He didn't give it all. He gave most of it. He just held back a little bit. All he would have to do would have been honest. Because he was dishonest, what happened to him? Did those men take the breath of life away? No, the Holy Ghost did. The Holy Ghost took the breath of life. And then the wife came in and, and said the same and that thing. And now they hauled both of them out. Dead. The walk with God is a serious walk. It's not a game. We're at war. Satan has declared war against the church. We think our enemy is, is, a, is the liberals or whatever, Democrats, Republicans, whatever. We are so far out of tune with what God has in heart and mind for us. It's unbelievable. We're at war. It's not a Sunday school picnic. The kingdom of God suffer it violent and violent take it by force. And that forcefulness needs to come from the power within us, which is the Holy Ghost. Peter and John went to pray. They met a lame man on the way. Silver and gold have I none. What did he say? But what I have, what did he have? He had the anointing, the power of God, the Holy Ghost. That's what they had. They didn't need to use any words. Basically turned out their pockets and says, I ain't got any cash, but I got something better. You want to transform Wasilla? Start walking in that presence. You think I'm preaching you a foreign language? It's real. That's real stuff. I can go to foreign countries and it moves all the time. Africa, power of God all over the place. I've been to the South Pacific Islands. The power of God falls over the place. It's because we come with no expectancy for God to move with that kind of authority. We don't have expectancy in our own lives to move with that authority, and we need to raise up our standard and our, in our, in our expectancy so that we can move mountains for the kingdom of God. We cannot play church any longer, people. We have to change the environment around us. The only way we're going to change it is allow the anointing to rise up within us. It's not hard. God never meant to be hard. You don't even have to be perfect because you're not. We're all sinners saved by grace, right? God's just looking for us to have faith. He's asking us, if you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, speak in tongues, endued from the power on high, that is the power. What's happened is we've turned the church into a welfare line, so we've got to come up here and get that anointing. That's not true. You're a child of the living God. It's already yours. You don't have to go after nothing. He gave it to you and you got filled with the Holy Ghost. You have all power and authority given you. There is nothing you lack. He said, the same works that I did, you will do. The same exact works I did, and even greater works shall you do. You start doing that in this community, what do you think is going to happen? You want revival? You want to blow these church walls out? Start going out in the streets and start laying hands on people. It's not you healing them anyway. It's the anointing within you doing it. It's the Holy Ghost. Fear is the only thing stopping you. That anointing isn't you. It has nothing to do with you. It's not your enticing words. See, we're thinking it's our words. we got to have the right scriptures. we got to have this. we got to have this certain thing and measure of faith. God will give you the measure of faith. Just ask, Lord, give me the faith to do this. Boom, you got it. Thank you for wisdom and knowledge. Boom, you got it. 
After you ask him, thank him for it. Acknowledge that you received it. That's how you do it. It's simple. It's not that difficult. We've made it difficult. We make things always difficult in the church because we want man to be in control. Man's not in control of that one. God's in control of it. 100%. It's his. It's his glory. He gave it to us to represent the kingdom of God and to advance the kingdom of God to such a level it will change our community and change our marriages, change our homes, change the drunkards, the alcoholics, the drug addicts. Drug abuse is going rampant in our community. Why? Because the kingdom of God hasn't risen up to the standard God made it to be. Satan has gone wild, stealing cars, this, shootings. Why? Because the church is playing church. It has a form of religion but denies the power of it. Come on, church. You're a powerhouse. You've got more power than you'll ever dream of. If Jesus says, the same works I have done and greater works shall you do, I take that to heart. Real heart. Real quick. The only thing that lacks me is my mouth and my head. We need to control the words that proceed of my mouth. If I pray for you, well, maybe I'll be healed. Well, that would be good. You'll never get healed. You'll never expect anything from God. Your pastor was speaking on double-minded man. You know what a double-minded person is? A good, clear little example. You go on a diet. This is the best one I know of. You go on a diet. You go over to a friend's house. They have this favorite dessert that you absolutely love. It's one of the richest chocolate desserts you can ever imagine. <laughs> and what, what does this voice say to you? Oh, one piece won't hurt. Your mind says that. Oh, one piece won't hurt. I, I can do it tomorrow. I'll start it tomorrow, and then I'll do it. Do you realize that's double-mindedness? You can expect nothing from God? Nothing. God wants us to let our words be yes and amen. None of this wishy-washy stuff. We're a people of standards, high standards, high calling. You are an ambassador for God himself. You are his representative on this earth, people. Do you realize that? You are the representative of the most high God. You lack nothing. That man made us princes and priests, high priests, to represent him in the kingdom of God, which is here. We are the advancers of the kingdom of God. We are the kingdom of God in motion. We are the kingdom of God at hand. That's who we are. We represent the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Satan has no rights. Don't give him any. He cannot read your mind. People think Satan can read your mind. You get these thoughts and this and that. As long as you don't speak it, as long as you don't act upon it, zero, zippo, nothing. Jesus was tempted by every temptation there was, but he never gave it life. How did he not give it life? He never spoke it, he never acted upon it, but he had every temptation that mankind could have. That's how we act upon it, is with our mouths. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. Blessing and cursing is in the power of the tongue. You name it. You want to speak life or you want to speak cursings? When you come up to your neighbor and pray for him, you don't need a lot of words. The kingdom of God is hand. I take the power and authority Jesus has given me. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. It's not a game. It's the power of God. It's real stuff. 
I've seen limbs growing out of children that never had them. We had a man that didn't have any legs. We told him to go down to the, to the, to the shoe store. He went down to the shoe store, ordered a pair of shoes. The shoes were dropped in front of his feet. He told him to put the shoe store's right, shoes right in front of his feet. The legs grew out right into the shoes instantly, people. That's the God I serve. He's alive. That man's faith was there, too. He was built up. He says, there's no way. I want legs, and I want them now, and I believe God can do it, and that's the end of it. It's already completed. So we have to change our attitude, how we look at things. There's no maybe, might heal me, this, that, oh, I'm going to be healed. I keep pressing in. I keep trying. You'll never get healed. You will never get healed. The way you're going to get healed is by standing on his word and just saying one thing. By the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. You know, when I was nine years old, I used to sit around. I couldn't remember the guy's name. Rick had to help me today. Oral Roberts, 1954. 17-inch little round TV about this big around. Black and white, two channels. That's all we got. Most of them, and those two are very fuzzy. Believe me. I used to listen to that man, and I would mimic what he did. He'd be up there, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, be healed. My mom would come in, what are you doing in here? I like that man, Mom. He's doing good for people. They're getting healed. My mom's a little Jewish lady. Oh, she's about this tall. Was this tall. She's in heaven. But powerful woman. And she says, that's foolishness, Wally. He says, no, it's not. I like it, and I believe it. There's something that clicked within my heart when I was a little nine-year-old kid. I liked it, and I'd watch him every time he was on. It's powerful because that changes your mindset of who you are years to come. It just sets your mind, sets your mind, and that's what we have to do. We have to spend more time in God's Word and His presence than we do on the TV set and anything else we do. Sports, for what they're doing now, these people in the, we won't say where, dishonoring our flag for men that have served this country and given their life for it, and they don't even want to honor our flag and our country. I say go to some foreign country where you don't have the freedoms you have, like that our, free, that our men and women have fought and given us freedom for. That's the way you feel about it. You don't even want to honor our men, because that's who you're honoring. You're honoring a flag that generations of life and blood has been shed. That's reality. We serve an awesome God. I just sometimes... I don't even have words that I can even say that, that can fulfill who God is. He's bigger than our words can even comprehend. I used to say awesome was a word for God because it means awestruck. Until a kid came up to me, he was 19, down in City Church in Seattle, Wendell Smith's church. He comes up to me, he says, oh, Wally, I met this girl, she was awesome. And I thought, oh, no. I couldn't say it didn't fit to that young man. She was awesome. You know what I mean? So I had to change my thoughts on that word. Even though awesome means awestruck. It means you're awestruck. And God is an awestruck God. God loves us so much that you can't even understand or dream or fathom that kind of love. It's way beyond your understanding. You can't even comprehend that kind of love. It's so deep and so wide and so powerful. I mean, to give a son and allow him to die on a cross, to be abused the way Jesus was abused and beat up the way he was beat up, and then to turn his back on him besides. 
mean, then he turns his back on him, and Jesus cries out, my God, my God, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? Because he took our wretched sins upon him, and Father could not look upon him because he had all the sins of mankind on his shoulders. After he was beaten unrecognizable, where they couldn't even recognize he was a human being. They couldn't recognize Jesus Christ as even being a man. That's how badly they beat him. And he never complained once. You men think you're men. Try that stunt. Now that's a man. Never peeped, never cried out. He could have cried out for 10,000 angels. would have wiped out the whole place. Leveled the earth instantly, people. But he never cried out at all. He did it for you and I. Now we need to rise up in the power and authority that he died so he could go to heaven so we could have this power and authority to do what we need to do. If we think that people are just going to walk into this church, that's how they're going to get saved and changed. You're dreaming. There'll be a few in all of our programs. I'll guarantee you Peter didn't give donkey rides at Pentecost. Did he? I didn't see any donkey rides written about in there. It seemed like it was the power of God and they increased. One meeting increased 3,000 people. When Ananias and Sapphira were destroyed and sent to hell, it said the church grew in fear, great fear, and it grew in multitudes. They couldn't even count them. I pray that the fear of God falls on our church, that God could use us to such a level and such a degree that it would change who we are and that this church would represent the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and the great I Am. Do you believe you have that kind of anointing in your life? Do you believe it? It's there. It's yours. You know, I'm going to do something crazy. Okay. Michael, you and your wife come up here, please. I have a really nice chocolate cake that, that he can't have any of it. <laughs> You know, we talk about the anointing of God and the power of God and the God we serve. And what I see that needs to happen is that you need to realize you have it in your life. That it's not just words spoken. That it's something you can walk in and talk in. It's real. It's powerful. Come up here. What's your name? Do you, do you mind coming up here? Where you go? Michael? I've been born again. Have you asked Jesus into your heart? Have you been baptized in the Holy Ghost, speaking tongues? No? I want you to sit in my chair there. We're going to pray for you before this night's done. You're gonna, oh, sit back by your mom. I'm going to pray for you before the night's done. I'm looking for somebody filled with the Holy Ghost. I want you to pray for this couple and see what God does. I'm going to lay hands on you, and you're going to pray for them. No volunteers? How are you going to get anything done in the streets? Huh? That young man in the back there. I take the back people because they sit back there and try to hide. <laughs> this is what church is all about. It's not my words. It's not my speech. It's about the power of God. Okay, I'll keep it. Praise God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just ask you to anoint my brother, Father, with your fire, with your power, with your glory, consuming, Father. Let your anointing so rise up within him, Father, he'll never be the same in Jesus' name.
to lay hands on these two and pray for them. Ladies are always first. Yes. <laughs> no talking. You just, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Jesus. Are you okay, here we go. They're both believers. They're both yep. filled with the Holy Ghost. That's things you ask. <laughs> We bless you that everything that has come against you is now declared null and void. The delay is canceled and broken in the name of Jesus. That which was stolen is declared paid back twice in the name of Jesus. Life is yours again. The abundant life, according to your faith, according to your faith, in the name of Jesus, your response is more powerful. Don't quit now, baby. You just be gone. Don't be such a rock. You yeah. Your glory, Father. Fill her with your glory, Father. More and more. more, and more. He wants you to know he's with you in it because. Hallelujah. Come here. All right. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. What do you do for a living? What do you do for a living? Yeah. You're a handyman. I am a handyman. I even homeschool. And uh, I'm in the, yeah, we're in the process of, okay, I'm just going to let you all know. We're in the process of moving because God told us to move. And it doesn't make sense, and we're doing it. And um, uh, did anyone else pray for sunshine this week? Yeah. You did? Good. Yeah, so did I, because I have two weeks that I needed to get my house ready, and I needed sunshine. And I'm serious about we'll it. We'll agree with that. Amen. And I rebuke the rain today, because he is yes. the lifter of our heads. And I need my head to be lifted up after yes. a rainy summer. Amen. I really believe we're in a new season, and the acceleration process is going to continue. And that's yes. why we need to be, um, when you get woken up at, in the early in the morning before you want to get up, you need to pray. Um, and and um, the trial problems that were that the trial is precious to God because it's in Him. It's kind of like you know your mom wanted kids to gather around for family photos. It's kind of like a spiritual family photo for us because Jesus wants us to remember that in this trial that's about to become a testimony in your life, He wants you to remember that He was with you there, and He's going to be with you there. And because once our kids get grown up and sent out, and once we get our our prosperity and our provision and stuff, we're off hitting the ground and sometimes we forget, but if we get the, the discipline of meeting with him every day, every day, every day, and we won't forget when it really gets busy because there's an acceleration coming. We're in a new season and we need to be praying. The sleep is caused by prayerlessness. It's the slumber of prayerlessness that we're in that we have to awaken from. 
Because what, what is it? What did that guy say? He said, "The casual Christians yep. will become casualties." Yep. Amen. That's exactly right. We can't afford to be casual, people. God never died. His son never died on the cross to be casual. He died on that cross so that we could have victory and be more than conquerors to change the lives that we're dealing with. Come back up here, you two. Michael. You know, I want you to get a taste of who God is in your life. If you don't get a taste of it, you'll never do it. You know, you're just a spectator. We can't be spectators in the church any longer. If we're going to change our community, spectators aren't available. Yes, as a baby Christian, even baby Christians. I've watched baby Christians transform cities. Cities. They go out there, what they know, that little bit they know. Do you realize the man who was filled with demons that Jesus set free, he wanted to follow Jesus. Do you realize that that man got two entire cities changed within one year's time when Jesus returned? And he didn't know nothing about what Jesus did for him. He was set free. And they all knew he was demon-possessed. That was obvious. They couldn't get into the city without passing by him. But think about that. That's all he had for a testimony. See, we're looking for a college education. You don't need it. You need the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is your teacher. He's your empowerer. He's your provider. He'll do everything. He's your convictor, not condemner. If you're being condemned, Satan's doing a number on you. Conviction. What took place in your life when he was praying for you? He, um, it was more of prophecy on my, on, on, my, on my life, on our life. Just right now when he prayed for you. I felt the strong presence of the Lord in me. What did it feel? It felt like it's it's an it's like when you're giving birth. You cannot explain the it's you cannot explain the experience unless you experience it yourself. But it's a joyful feel. You know when when you give birth and you have the baby in your arms, it's so joyful after you went through that. I don't know that, but yep. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? I don't. It's, it's, it, it's an explain. It's it's a joyful feeling, and unspeakable joy. I, sh I that's how I would describe it. Is there anything special you want from God? Anything special you need from God, physically or anything else? On my eyes. On your eyes. Having through uh, difficulty, like because of the bright lights, it's kind of blinds me. So, but I wanted to come to prayer meeting. I really wanted to. So, uh, I drove myself to to here to church, and we we just live like five five ten minutes away from here, and I really had. I really had a hard time maneuver, uh, man, to maneuver with the, the car. But uh, I just kept praying. I kept praying in the spirit, God, you're my eyes. You, so I was able to come here safe and sound. I said, praise the Lord, I'm here. <laughs> I think we better pray for our eyes. What do you think? Yes. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, we speak to these eyes. I speak life into them. Be open. Anything that would hinder her eyes, in Jesus' name, be whole. In Jesus' name, eyes be open now. Lazy muscles, I speak to you. I command you to come alive now. Oh. By his stripes she has been healed. Amen. That's it. It's not your job, it's not me, it's the anointing of God that heals her. You have the anointing of God. Start exercising it. As you exercise that anointing, you will move to another levels. It will increase. It will increase and increase and increase. But if you never exercise it, it'll go nowhere. Satan's got you exactly where he wants you. Form of religion, denying the power of it. We don't want that. It's time for the church to walk in such presence, such holy presence, that it's life-changing on the marketplace, every place we touch or do. It doesn't matter. I was in a bank, laid hands on a guy, instantly healed, right in the bank. I wasn't quiet about it or nothing. Me and another guy, we just, in the name of Jesus Christ, we curse this thing, command you to be healed now. Boom. He just went into laughter and he was instantly healed. That's what it's all about. But if you're going to be afraid of what man's going to think, you ain't going to get nowhere. That's reality because God honors faith. He will honor your faith. He will honor it. No questions asked. That's his job. His job. The anointing of God is already placed within you. Exercise it. Lay hands on your car if that's what you want to do. I laid hands on my car. I broke down, rolled into Talkeetna, Alaska. This is 40 years ago. I get rolled right into the mechanic shop, and the guy comes out. He says, well, put that on the computer. Your computer's burned up. I says, well, that's not going to work. Family's in the car. I laid hands on the computer. In the name of Jesus, I speak to this computer. I speak life into it in Jesus' name. Hit the key, and it started. The mechanic just stared at me. His kid ran around the car. I told you that stuff was real, Dad. I told you it was real. I told you it was real. <laughs> That's the God we serve. That's the God we serve. He's a powerful God. Weather. Our brother's talking about weather. It says Elijah was a mere man like you or I. He prayed, and, and, he, and he, for three years it didn't rain. He was a mere man like you or I. And he prayed, and it stopped it from raining for three years. He prayed again after three years. He's seen this little speck of a cloud. So there's a great thunderstorm coming. Boom. That's who God wants us to walk like. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. What do you want from God? Do you think special you need? Because they volunteered with persuasiveness. <laughs> <laughs> A little more, Lord. Can we check your eyes now? I want to check them. People need to see who God is. What, do you need to read something? Go out and drive your car and come back. <laughs> I can read this, I can read this small letters in here. 
It says, never leave the accident scene until it's appropriate to do so. If you... <laughs> That's good. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you hear me? You're good. He says his back's been bothering him. I should have somebody come up and pray for his back. I do have somebody up here. Hank, you're volunteered, baby. A man and a man, you put your hand exactly where the pain is. Men, you don't do this to women. That's why you have wives if you're married. Otherwise, you use a woman to do that. There's Yes, Father. In the name of Jesus, Father, we pray healing over Michael's back. In yes. the name of Jesus. Yes. All ligaments, all tendons, all sinew, all muscle, whatever it is in his body, you know exactly what he needs. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we pray healing over his back. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> Fill him with your Holy Ghost and fire too, Lord. Joy of the Lord, come out of that belly. Joy, come out of that belly. She God's a big God. The pain will be totally gone out of his back. He had back back pain, he said. That's who God is. Now Hank did that. I didn't do that. She was healed, her eyes were healed. God did it. It's his anointing, people. Anybody else got faith out here to believe to be healed? Come forward. One person. Anybody that wants prayer? I look for somebody that can believe for this young lady's healing. You know who I want to pray for her? Grandma. Yes, I do. One of our elder seniors. What do you need from God? I need my knee healed. <laughs> I don't know about grandma. <laughs> You two are together. Yeshua, It says he sent his word and he healed them and he delivered them from all of their destruction. 
And then it says, if the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised Christ from the dead, he will quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. Hallelujah. Yeshua. 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 He was wounded for his transgressions, bruised for iniquity, the chastisement that brought us peace was upon him and by his stripes, by his wounds, you were healed. In Jesus' name, be in the name of Jesus. Come That's the anointing of God in the common folks in the church. That's you. This is what church is all about. When we start walking in this, you will see revival that's unbelievable. In the Arctic, we had a revival that was second to none. We had a ball of fire burning on the altar, on the front that God placed there. Bright purple with flames on the outside edge. Kids were running from the school to the church wanting more of God. Right out of the classroom. That's who the God we serve is. That was the anointing of God changing their lives. They were weeping, crying out for God. That's not man. Man can't do that. That's a God thing. It's good. Shandara ki alarma. That's a God. Oh God. Now raise your hands and pray for this young woman of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak to her body, every part of her being. I speak strength into her muscles, into her heart. Father, everything she touches or does, Father. Body, be in alignment with that truth now. Totally whole. All pain go, all discomfort go. Now, in Jesus' name, Satan, you're a liar and a thief. You go in Jesus' name. No matter who's praying for you, if you go with another person, the one person prays in the spirit, the other person prays for the person. There is no spectators when you're praying for people. You have power. And you direct that power, that power is life-changing. That's reality. Let your joy bubble out of that belly, Father. Let that joy give peace, Father. Let it be your strength, Father. Your joy. Pray in the spirit day and night. Try to outdo the Apostle Paul. I'm serious. You want to build your faith up to do the work God's called you to do? Spend as much time as you do watching sports or on TV praying in tongues. You will change the world you live in. 
it will change your life, how you think, how you act, how you respond. It will change you. I will guarantee you. You'll be a better man at work. You will be a changed man. You'll be successful beyond understanding because they're putting the kingdom of God first. You put the kingdom of God first, and all these things shall be added unto you. You will lack nothing when you put his kingdom first. God's looking for people to put his presence first, his mission first, healing the sick, casting out demons, healing the sick, casting out demons, speaking in other tongues. Setting the captives free. That's our job. He has given us the power to do it. You will lack nothing to do it. Nothing. Nothing. If somebody else out there has faith to be healed, they're healed. You will see a difference. Anyone else? Want to come forward? Come on up. Anyone here that wants to pray for this young man? Come on up. You know, faith is something that isn't something you just, all of a sudden, the anointing of God, the anointing of God is in my life no matter where I'm at. McDonald's, sleeping, whatever's going on in my life, the presence of God is with me. It doesn't leave me. It doesn't go away. I don't have to muster it up. It's there all the time. That's who God is. Do you think he just takes it away and then brings it back when I need it? No. That's our mentality. That's not God. If I got to feel good to allow his anointing to work, I'm in trouble because I just worked all day today. I worked yesterday till 9 o'clock at night. The next day before 9 o'clock, I'm tired. That has nothing to do with the anointing of God. Young lady, come back here. What's going on with your leg? It's bendy. I don't know. I can't stop bending it. <laughs> then you need to start walking. Keep bending. Now what you need to do is thank God for healing you. Amen. Now, Grandma prayed for her. A grandma. A grandma prayed for her, guys. Anointed grandma, by the way. <laughs> but then you're anointed too, aren't you? Who's going to pray for this young man? He's already up here? Oh, she's up here. Praise the Lord. I'm sorry, young lady. <laughs> What's your name? Forrest. Forrest? Forrest. Forrest? What's going on? Yes, we know that, Forrest. <laughs> Baba, Baba Gump. <laughs> um, what do you need from God? Uh, cure for voices. Cure for voices. Yeah, because I got yeah. voices in my head. Don't want any more. That's a good thing. Do you want to get rid of those voices? Yeah. Comfortable with this? I'm going to take you through a prayer, okay? Would you pray after me? Yeah. And I want you to guys, you can pray with us or whatever, but did you understand what's going on in his life? He's being haunted by the devil. Simple as that. It's voices. It's all as Satan torments people. Torments us. Give me a break, people. It's real. I work with a lot of ex-drug addicts and drug addicts in my life. I ran a drug center. I understand it well. It's no big deal for God. No big deal for God. You'll have peace beyond your understanding. Pray this. Father God, Father God, forgive me, forgive me for all that I've done. 
Father, Father, right now we just declare and we command these voices to shut their mouths right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that the only voice he will hear is your voice, Lord Jesus, from this moment on. Father, we thank you, God, that you will be the author and maker of all his dreams, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus, and we command them to shut their mouths now in Jesus' name, never to return, never to return in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you so much, Lord God, you never leave us or forsake us, Lord God. You are there with us even in the night hours, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. We we thank you, Jesus, that you, that, that he would be so sensitive to you, Holy Spirit, that he would hear your faintest whisper, Lord God. That your voice is the only voice that he will hear from this night forward, Lord. That tonight he will sleep peacefully, more peacefully yes. than he's ever slept before, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are the King of King and Lord of Lords, Lord. We thank you so much, and we just declare your presence from this day forward. Yes. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We just seal it with the blood of the Holy Spirit. Grandma's having a good time. We'll <laughs> go back to my notes for just a second. You know, <clears throat> we need to realize <clears throat> what fear is. <clears throat> you have something we want to share? I haven't ran like that since I was a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> What's that? Yes, they are boots. Praise the Lord. <laughs> God's an awesome God, isn't he? Hallelujah. Praise him. They praise you, Lord. Thank you for what you've done here tonight, Lord. The souls that have been saved, the souls that have been set free, Father. We thank you for it, Father. This is what the kingdom of God is meant to be, advancing with your power and your authority, God, through your people, Father God. Your body, Father, that you've risen up. Your children, Father, that you've given all power and authority to do the work you've called them to do, Father. I thank you for them, Father. I ask you to increase that anointing to another level, Father. Levels beyond their understanding. Praise the Lord. The time has really gone by. Sorry, Pastor. <laughs> I'm supposed to behave. I'm supposed to be done at a set time, according to uh, my pastor that's out of town. He never behaves, though, does he? He quits whenever he wants to. Pastor Daniel, I appreciate you. We love you. I'm sorry I blew it a little bit. Praise the Lord. But God's a big God. 
Let's stand up and give him glory. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Whoa. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. We praise you, Lord.